your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. It is us, Locked On Canadians. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. This is episode 490. We are inching closer and closer to the big 500. We have a very fun guest lined up for a special episode next week, and you will not want to miss that. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matlin. I am joined, as always, by the active stick, Laura Saba, who for some reason worked a bajillion hours today and then came home to record a podcast because unlike me, she has work ethic. So, <laughs> Laura, how are you feeling today? I'm good. Just to, just to know, I didn't come home. I was at home. <laughs> so uh, I literally woke up at six o'clock and for whatever reason, I logged on. Um, and, uh, I, I lost track of time. And so for those of you who know me in my personal life, I got a cool new job. So I'm getting used to that. And, um, and it's, it's kind of, I just, I literally lost track of time. It was like, Oh, do this, do that, do this. And then Scott was like, it's time to record. And I was just like, Oh, I need to turn my brain on in a different direction now. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny is that Laura, despite working all day, uh, is bringing to the table here something that I didn't know about. Uh, Nick Suzuki is apparently under consideration for the Canadians men's Olympic team. He's on their long list, which I think is 55 players. And I originally thought that was just a like a rumor kind of going around. But Eric Engels confirmed that on Friday. And I got to say, the way the way a season started, I would have been like, nah, there's no way. And then seeing how he's just absolutely turned it on. Nick Suzuki making Team Canada would be such a huge boost, I think, for the profile of not just himself, but the Canadians this year is that he's good enough to be an Olympian. Let's be fully honest. And I wouldn't be shocked that when world championships start at the end of the season, when the Canadians aren't in the playoffs, Nick Suzuki tears it up there as well. But Laura, Nick Suzuki Olympian has a real, real, real nice ring to it right now. Absolutely. And all of the credit, I, I honestly have no idea how Eric Engels found this out. There's some excellent reporting uh, because it, traditionally they don't release that, right? Like, so the deadline is October 15th in which they need to submit their long roster. Uh, and a, an interesting thing about the Canadians as well, like relating to the Canadians is that because Carey Price at that point had entered the uh, player uh, assistance program, Team Canada was allowed to pick six goalies instead of five for their long list. At that time, there was a special exception that was made for Carey Price with the understanding that if Carey Price would not be ready to go, because at the time as well, like he was still rehabbing from a knee injury. So with the understanding that if he wasn't ready to go, Team Canada would not have lost out on the opportunity to put five five goalies. And I believe that reporting came from either... uh, Chris Johnson or Pierre Lebrun. I'm so sorry. I read all of the articles looking for the Nick, uh, proof of the Nick Suzuki thing. Um, so that is an interesting t- tidbit. But anyway, oh, for context, October 15th was a deadline for your 55-man roster, 50 pl- uh, skaters, five goalies. Uh, obviously, Team Canada got Carey Price as an exception. Uh, and uh, 
and you have to also name your three confirmed players, which, you know, nobody was surprised by Team Canada's or or even Team USA's confirmed players, but for different reasons. Uh, and so what happened after that, I have no idea. But uh, that was after Nick Suzuki had signed his massive contract, obviously. And it was before the like actual evidence of the slump, which let's talk about that for just one moment because <laughs> Mark Jumon pointed this out on Twitter. He was like, you know, like the whole city went into a crisis because Nick Suzuki was in a major slump and it turned out he had like gone four games without a point. I mean, that's what an international crisis is nowadays in, in, in Montreal Canadiens land. But the thing is, like, you are Nick Suzuki. You are 22 years old. You have, you're still on your entry level contract, even though you have signed your extension. You are still uh, relatively young. You're still, you're being relied upon by the Canadians, obviously. And Roberto Luongo calls you <laughs> and says, You're on the long list. Can you just imagine that? And the thing is, if he doesn't make the team this year, Team Canada stacked. We cannot get our hopes up. Like he is a beast on the ice. He is exceptional. But Team Canada is stacked, especially in the middle. So I honestly, I don't necessarily expect it to happen, which would be really disappointing because I want to see him and I think he deserves to play in the Olympics. And as a Team Canada fan, obviously, I think I I think I've feel like I know what he brings to the table, but like, we just got to look at everybody else that's in that, in that, in that long list. And yes, it might be a long shot, but he might be an anchor of team Canada the next time they go to the Olympics, which hopefully they do. The, the NHL likes the threat and that they don't. And once in a while they like make good on that threat. But I do think that Nick Suzuki will be a big part of team Canada in years to come. He's still 22. It's going to be amazing. I, I do think if he somehow makes this team, and he is a the longest of long shots right now, just due to his age and the people who are in front of him, it's Team Canada. It's the best team in the world. And I say that as an American because I know, duh, I know how this goes. And if he does, I don't think he's going to be making it as a center. I wouldn't be shocked to see Nick Suzuki as a winger uh, in that tournament. And honestly, like you said, I think he's going to be – if he's not, if he doesn't make the team this year, I think he's going to be in that running because you're going to have Crosby, Bergeron. A lot of those guys are probably going to be aged out of the Olympics by the next time they come around. And it's going to be the Suzuki, the McDavid's and stuff in that tournament now. And it's a good thing. I do think we're going to see him at like the world championships. I think they're going to give him the opportunity unless he's really banged up or he's just exhausted. You're going to see him go and play in that and tear it up. And on the opposite end of things, we talked about Jeff Petrie in Monday's episode a bit in our three up three down segment. I don't think anyone in this entire organization has played themselves off an Olympic roster like Jeff Petrie has. And it's unfortunate. Carey Price is, is out of his control. He, he went into player assistance. He had surgery. He's not going to be ready for that. Otherwise he would be team Canada's starting goalie. And you cannot tell me otherwise, uh, but Jeff Petrie's real bad start to the season. He was already a fringe player for some reason on a lot of teams. And I don't think starting this way has helped him out at all. I'd love to be wrong, but maybe uh, staying home for two weeks is what's best for Jeff Petrie to kind of recuperate a little bit during the Olympic break. Here's Yeah, that's the thing, too. And the thing with Gary Price is it's not actually a no just yet. I believe that he's probably still in everybody else's mind or in, in Team Canada Brass's mind. He's still the starting goaltender for the team unless he determines otherwise, right? Unless he's not ready to play soon enough 
because the deadline is January. I think they, they have to submit the final roster by January. So there's still a little bit of time, but he himself is not certain about when he's going to return to play. It could be past that. We don't know. But the fact is that with Jeff Petrie, I think he should have made the long list based on his career this far. I think, you know, and, and we've talked a lot about how Team USA doesn't have that same philosophy about taking the best players. Um, sometimes they take players based on weird philosophies, but at the same time, I think that he did deserve to be on the long list, especially since it was due on October 15th before um, we knew what we know now a month later. And I think that he, there's something wrong. Like this is not the Jeff Petrie we know, whether it's injury or whether it's mental. And I think that it might be a combination of both. He doesn't seem like himself. And not only that, like he, yes, he's made mistakes, but he's not a mistake prone guy. And we used to talk about him and that like, he makes one mistake in like three games. And then we'd talk about it for five days as a fan base and as a, as a market. But now it's not it's not one mistake every three or four games. It's multiple mistakes in one game. That is not the Jeff Petrie we know. That's not the Jeff Petrie we're used to. Something is off. And it and and it's sad. Like that's the thing. We love Jeff Petrie. I think I think he if if he had played well to start the season, I, I think he would definitely have made it. I mean, imagine like you you get to play for your country in the Olympics. I, I, you know, like I can't imagine. It just it makes me so sad. So I hope he figures it out. But at the same time, as Scott said, if he doesn't figure it out, maybe staying home will be what he needed. Maybe maybe he and his family will will go to Michigan and, you know, have have some time to like um, rest and recuperate. There is good news, though, uh, outside of this whole Olympic talk. The prospects are obviously back in action. We've got good news about Arbor Jacki, Cole Caulfield and others. And that's all coming up in our next segment. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Thank you so much, as always, for making Locked On Canadians your first listen of the day every day. And as always, we are available on every podcasting platform. So the Canadians found new and fun ways to lose last week, but there is good news. However, the Canadians prospects continue to shine. And I want to start with our favorite uh, tiny goals boy, small goals boy, Cole Caulfield. Finally, finally, finally. Gets his first goal of the season, and I got to be honest, it was a long time coming, and it was ugly and stupid, and it still counts just the same. And my favorite part of the whole thing is he scored it against the team that called him out on Twitter, who then promptly tweeted that they were definitely not owned, and I got to be honest, I'm expecting big things from Caulfield this week. I think now that he's got that monkey off his back, he is going to be 
all about bearing pucks in the back of the net. In previous games during the week, I thought he looked fantastic. He had a lot of good chances. And now the weird fluky one goes in and he's going to feel even more confident now. And I got to be honest, I feel bad for opposing goalies like Cole Caulfield with confidence is a scary, scary person to match up against. Yeah, I'm not I'm not looking. I mean, sorry, not I'm not, I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm looking forward to this a lot. But like if you're the opposing teams, that's something that he's a dangerous player when he's got his confidence and you saw that in the playoffs you saw hockey fans talking about how they didn't understand why the Canadians weren't playing him more because he is so dangerous on the ice and he is he's so good he's very very smart and I think a lot of the the the, the things to do with this team a lot of a lot of the problems are in their heads in a lot of cases so I do think that it's going to be good when he comes back, but I'm very, very glad that he is, or the team is taking their time with him. I think he needs a few more games than Laval. And he said himself, he wants to, he, he, he wants to come back in such a way that he never has to go back down again. And so that might mean longer in Laval to start, but things are looking up. I think that he just, you know, something needed to go right for him. And I think that he's going to be able to string together multiple things going right from now on. And I think that's a, a really good point is that like, we, we know hockey is based so much off of confidence and that when someone gets going, they get going. Look at Michael Pizzetta, who scored his first NHL goal on a really nice deflection against the Bruins. He went from AHL fourth liner to scoring NHL goals in an original six matchup. And that's what some strong play can do. Caulfield's had strong play. He just needed the bounce and then he got it. And he's not the only prospect who's really been thriving this week. Joe Verbatic was named goaltender of the week in the OHL. He was 1-0-1. He had a sub-1 goals against and a 9, I believe, 56 save percentage. And he's a dude who missed all last year because the OHL didn't play. Jan Meshack is lighting it up. We talk a lot about how... We want to see some of these guys take a step forward. And I see some, they go through a little bit of a slump and then they come back with a vengeance. I, I think Meshack ended up with something like seven or eight points this weekend for Hamilton, which is impressive. In the QMJHL, like three of the top 10 scores are Habs prospects. And they're being uh, led by Joshua, Xavier Simino, and uh, Riley Kidney all playing out there. If anything in this season... I'm glad that some of these prospects are thriving and Patrick Bexell was at the four nations tournament and Oliver Kapanen had a real strong showing and his own coach. And you can listen to the dispatch at eyes on the prize about this is that his showing really put him on the radar for team Finland at the world juniors. The Habs aren't going to have many prospects this year. They're probably going to have Caden Gooley and they might have Kapanen. And it seems like that's a pretty safe bet. Honestly, it's not a bad spot to be in. We keep forgetting World Juniors is only a month or so or a month and a half away. And it's going to be all the focus. We, I mean, we went through how much with Caulfield and all the others. I can't wait to see, you know, what kind of dividends the season pays so far. And I, I'm remiss that I'm forgetting Sean Farrell, too. <laughs> the prospects are thriving while the Canadians are a tire fire right now. So it, there's some good coming out of this mess right now. Yeah, and that's the thing. You have to have that silver lining. You have to you have to 
you have to look at the positives. The Canadians are a mess. There's no denying that. But you can't just be angry about it all the time. And I think for me, and it's not just because we have this podcast and we want we want to keep people entertained and we want to keep people thinking positive. I really strongly feel that it's not worth getting so angry over when there are positives to be found. And I think that's exactly it is that, you know, we're not going to sit here and just blow smoke up your butt that everything's fine, but we're also not just going to look for the negative and everything because there are good things happening in the Canadians organization in terms of their prospects right now. Their NCAA prospect pool is fantastic and are leading a lot of their teams in a lot of different categories. It's hard to not be excited about this. And I know that we go through this how many years that it's like, oh, this prospect's tearing it up. He's going to be great. And then nothing. And then, oh, this prospect's going to be great. And then it's nothing. If you don't have any hope at all, maybe it's just not the right sport. But like, I'm excited. I'm excited about Jan Mishak. I'm more excited about Caden Gooley than I was before. I'm excited about guys like Riley Kidney and Joshua Wah who are thriving. I can't wait to see Jordan Harris and Jaden Struble and others. There's so many good pieces in this organization that should be thriving in the future. And we're going to touch base with Patrick uh, very soon. We just got to work out the details and the time difference from uh, his side of the pond to ours. We can have him on to talk Four Nations, World Juniors previews, and so much else. Because Pat is just a, a font of knowledge. And I hope I'm using that description right. We're going to have so much more on European prospects in the near future. But coming up in our final segment, we uh, got a question a couple weeks ago about hockey books, and it had such a great response. Uh, I'm going to give Laura the reins a little bit, and we're going to talk about more hockey books and why you should take a look at them. And that's all coming up next. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. So we are back with our final segment, and this is something Laura had kind of come up with based off a question we got in, I believe it was our mailbag, and we might have missed it originally. And we're going to tentatively call this the Lockdown Canadians Fancy Pants Book Club. It's a working title. Don't worry about it. And... <laughs> We have, we gave some recommendations last time we talked about Down Goes Brown's history of the NHL or hockey in general. I recommended some of Ken Reed's books. We definitely, we both recommended Ken Dryden's The Game because it is, it stands as like the pillar for like hockey books, I think. And I'm going to kind of turn this over to Laura because she has some more suggestions. Laura is more book learned or booked than I that's not even a right word but you get what I'm trying to say Scott don't read very much folks unfortunately so uh Laura why don't you take it away and tell our listeners um what you have to share this week so I wanted to do themes every week um and so last week was kind of you know if you're just getting into hockey if you're a Canadians fan you want to get into some of the um you know, some of the historic uh, aspects of the game. We had a couple of recommendations and obviously the down goes Brown book also fits under humor. 
Uh, so the down goes brown history of the NHL that does fit under humor. And so today I kind of wanted to, um, to talk about a couple of, uh, I guess, story collections, essay collections, if that makes sense, or uh, sort of like an anthology. Cause we had a guest a couple of months ago, Mike Comito, who has done, um, he's done two so far and it looks like there's going to be a third and he's a hockey historian. And this is sort of, uh, it's called hockey three, six, five daily stories from the ice. And the most recent one is hockey three, six, five, the second period, more daily stories from the ice. Um, and I think these two books are really great for some, for people who just want to flip through, uh, and sort of not, you know, not have a chronological, like a story or a biography or something like that, and just get like bite sized pieces of cool things, uh, every day. Like, I feel like that's, uh, that's great for people like me with a short attention span or people who don't have a whole lot of time, but want to learn a lot. You know, I'm still kind of thinking of people who are new to the game, but to be honest, like as somebody who has been reading about hockey for quite some time and who has been into hockey, um, enough and has been reading books and stuff like that. Like I still got a lot of value out of the first one. And I'm very, very excited out of the second one to, to get the second one. So those are two recommendations um, that I think uh, they're pretty great. And then uh, I, I want to go into James Duthie's book. Let me just, I wrote down the title and then I don't have my notebook <laughs> uh, with me. So uh, you've got The Day I Almost Killed Two Gretzky's. Um, that is a book by James Duffy. So this is kind of like it's it's a really like he's so funny. Are he's you looking for beauties, people. Laura? His newest one, Hockey's Greatest Untold Stories. The, yes, but there's two because I was looking for beauties, but the one that I've actually read, I haven't read beauties yet, so I can't like actually recommend it. But I did read the day I almost killed two Gretzky's, and that was great as well. Um, so, but I'm sure beauties will be good. Yeah, and that's the thing is I, I think James Duthie uh, deserves a lot of credit. He has one of the more difficult jobs in that he's always the, uh, hey, do things when nothing is happening during like free agency and deadline day when we're expecting like so many things and then just nothing happens because it's the NHL and GMs are boring. And I do think that is actually going to, if it's on audiobook, and I assume it would be, it came out in 2020. I think that's going to be my next purchase because I do need something to listen to to and from uh, work in the morning besides Locked On Canadians and our boys, our friends over at the content boys, Locked On Sharks. But I, 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 I'm excited because I didn't know he had written so many books, to be quite honest with you. I knew he had written Beauties because it was all over Twitter for a while. I didn't know he had written so many more. So this is actually a new experience for me as well, not just our listeners. So does that technically count? Because we recommended two books by Mike and two books from James Duffy. But I also want to um, want to recommend Hockey Dad by Bob McKenzie. Uh, this is kind of like, I feel like this is now a theme with like um, um, TSN people. Actually, you know what? It's Ho Hockey Confidential is the one that I meant. Inside Stories from People Inside the Game. It's by Bob McKenzie. That's the other one that I meant. So um, I think that this is kind of, if you come away from this, you get to have reads that you can sort of stop and start. Uh, maybe they'll fit into your commute if your commute is back. Mine is not yet, but there will be one. So I feel like it could fit into a trip or two trips 
uh, per day. So those are my recommendations for that. And then I think for next week, what I want to recommend are some books about the business of hockey and how things work. Uh, because Tom Durant, who is currently covering Vancouver for The Athletic, uh, recommended Money Players. And it's really funny because... A lot of times these books that you read, they're by authors who once you get to know them online, you might not necessarily agree with who they are or what they're about or anything like that. And it's actually kind of, it's been, it's been a fun and interesting thing, you know, interacting with the authors of your favorite books. But I thought Money Players was an, a fantastic uh, look into how the union worked, how contracts worked. Uh, it kind of gave some context to how the salary cap came about. Um, and so books like that. So next week we'll be recommending books like that. I guess you've got, you've got a head start on one of them. Um, and I do know that there's a couple of people that are releasing books or have just released books that I would love to have on the show. So we're going to work on that. So your takeaways from today were, uh, hockey three, three, six, five, hockey three, six, five, the second period, both of them by Mike Camuto. And you can go back and listen to our episode with him. Actually. Uh, he was such a great guest. So fantastic. We had such a good time. Uh, and we were like, so sad that we ran out of time because we would have talked to him for hours and hours. Um, and then from James Duffy, the one that I have read is the day I almost killed two Gretzky's, uh, beauties is presumably good. I'm just going to be like, yeah, go buy it. <laughs> and then you can yell at me later. Uh, I will probably read it uh, on my on my Christmas vacation this year. Um, and then finally, Bob McKenzie, um, Hockey Confidential, inside stories from the people in the game or something like that. I, I, I put my notes away and I'm so sorry, Scott. This is what happens when you work a 12-hour day. Well, one, stop doing that. And there you have it, folks. You should check them out. If there's anything you think we missed and that we should talk about, please send us an email, send us a tweet at LO underscore Canadians. We will be sure to get to it. When we talk about books either next week or in the future, Christmas is coming up after all. So as always, thank you so much for listening. You can follow Laura on Twitter at The Active Stick, myself at Scott Matla, and the show at LO underscore Canadians. And when you're done listening to this, go check out Lockdown Bets for your daily one-stop shop for all your sports betting needs. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling have everything you could ever possibly need. Go check them out.